he who had chosen will he cause to come near unto him. This do take you senses, Korah, and all your company, and put fire therein, and put senses in them before the Lord tomorrow. And he shall, and it shall be that the man whom the Lord do chooses, he shall be what? You take too much upon you, you sons of Korah. See, they had told Moses, you took too much upon yourself. Moses flipped the strip on it. He said, you take too much upon you, you sons of Levi. And Moses said unto Korah, here I pray you, you sons of Levi, seemeth that it be for a small thing unto you that God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do a service of the tavern. You got to stay in your lane. Because they was brought, because they was from the tribe of the Levites, and God had brought them to the tabernacle to do a certain service for him. Now they done got out of their lane and they want to tell Moses what to do. Hmm. Wow. They call that too big, too big for your britches. Huh? Uh-oh. So, what verse was I on? Verse 9. Seem it be a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation to bring you near to him to do a service to the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them. And he had brought thee near to him and all thy brethren, the sons of the Levite with thee and seek ye the priesthood also. Now you want to rob Aaron of the priesthood? God then gave you a job. God then gave you a call. And now here you are seeking Aaron's job? Wow. Come on now. Why didn't they choose me? I can be a better leader there than Marshall. Come on, somebody. Rosetta said, I can scribble on paper just like she can. Said, well, I got to stay on the door. I can be up there doing the announcements. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So then he says, For which cause both thou and all of thy company. Now you understand now, God done told him, Both thou, that means it was Korah. And I think it was uh, Dayton, and I think it was another one, uh, 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 a Byron, a Byron. It was three of them. So now he included all of them in their company. As a matter of fact, it goes down to the next verse. He said, why both thou and all thy company are gathered together against the Lord? And what is Aaron that you murmur, uh-uh, 
That's what, an, that's what a, a speculator do. He murmurs. He, why are you murmuring against him? What have Aaron done to you that you will murmur against him and his position? The devil done got in him. A speculator does the work of the enemy, whether they know it or not, because they come to tear down. They come to divide. They come to separate the congregation. And you know what? And God will allow you to go so far to God take actions into his own hands. Prove that. And Moses sent to call Dayton and Abram, the son of Elibah, which said, We will not come up. It's a small thing that thou hast brought us up out of the land that flowed with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, except thou make thyself altogether a prince over here. Now you're trying to accuse Moses of trying to be a god. Hmm. If Moses trying to be a god, if you thought that much, why are you so busy kicking against Moses? Unless you trying to seek after his position. Moreover, thou has not brought us into the land that flowed with milk and honey, or given us an inheritance of the field and the vineyard, would thou put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. And Moses was very wrought and said unto the Lord, Respect not thou their offering. Uh-uh. You, 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 you stirred up the man of God now. God, respect not their offering. I have not taken one ass from them, neither have I hurt one of them. And Moses said unto Korah, Be thou in all thy company before the Lord, Thou and they and Aaron tomorrow, and take every man his censer, and put incense in them, and bring ye before the Lord every man his censer, two hundred and fifty censers. Thou also and Aaron, each of you his censer. And they took every man his censers and put fire in them and laid the incense thereof and stood at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation with Moses and Abraham. Now they done come before God. They done come before God and now the real deal has been to go down. <laughs> See, when you don't watch yourself, you put God in a position that he, done, he can't do nothing but take action against you. Amen. So when God is trying to save a people and you trying to separate a people, you are working against what God's trying to do. And God has to bring a judgment against you in order for the work of God to continue to go on. You ain't going to stop the move of God. You're going to see why when you force God's hand, see, Korah them had a chance to repent. But they chose not to. They wanted to override and overtake. 
They wanted to overtake the congregation from Moses and Aaron. So now they at the congregation. Am I right? Hmm. Numbers chapter 16, verse 19. Korah gathered all the congregations against them unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Can't you just see? Alfreda <laughs> grabbing all her pin pals. Let's go, let's, let's, let's go and talk to him. Uh, uh, Rosetta, you stand beside me now. But we're going to have this talk. Come on, y'all. You know how y'all are. Come on, y'all. Poor Antina, she been the goddamn lady. She's talking about, where are we going? <laughs> Well, you just come on, will you? you, you. <laughs> huh? So they came to the tabernacle of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the congregation. When God get ready to do a thing, he don't do it in the dark. He don't do it in the corner. He do it out in the opening. When you, when you force God's hand, God going to show you in the opening. Huh? Come on, somebody. It ain't going to be no surprise to nobody what God do to you. So he said, and the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, separate yourself from among this congregation. Get away from them. Move. When God tell you to move, move. He tell you to move for a reason. Come on, somebody. So, so separates yourself from among this congregation. Not my congregation, but this congregation. What congregation? The congregation of Korah, Dathan, and Abimelech. Separate yourself from them. Hmm. Boy, it's going to get tough. That I may consume them, what, in a moment. I ain't going to waste no time. I'm taking them out. But look what the man of God do. And he said, and they fell upon their face and said, Oh God, the God of the spirit of all flesh, shall one man sin? And would thou wrought all the congregation? The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the congregation, and saying, Get you up from about the tabernacle of Korah, Dathan, and Abimelech. Huh? God saying, Tell them to make a choice. Make a choice who you're going to follow. Get you up and get out of their congregation. Oh, I can see Rose telling Alfred now, girl, you on your own. Huh? So look what God said. And Moses rose up. So guess what? 
Even though they was all against Moses, Moses still was praying for them. And Moses rose up and went unto Dayton, and Abram and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spake unto the congregation, and saying, Depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all of their sins. So they get up from the tabernacle of Korah, Dayton, and Abram on every side. And Dayton and Abram came out and stood in the door of their tents and their wives and their sons and their children. And Moses said, Hereby ye shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own mind. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord had sent me. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open his mouth and swallow them up with all the appearances and unto and, to, and, and they go down quick into the pit, then ye shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. Ooh. Huh. Everything that pertained to them, pertaining to them, their children, their wives, their donkey, their dog. Come on, somebody. And any close visitors, anybody that, that chooses to stay with them. Did y'all hear that? Everything that pertained to them. Hmm. Don't look like God finna change his mind, is it? Sound like judgment's been set, don't it? Uh-huh. So what he said. And it came to pass that he had made an end of speaking. Now this is Moses now. After he had made an end of speaking all these words, the ground clayed asunder that was under them, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up, and their houses, and all the men that pertained unto Korah, and all of their goods, they all and all that pertained unto them went down alive. God buried you alive. He didn't give you an opportunity to die. He buried you alive. My God, my God. It's one thing to be buried after you're dead, but for somebody to kick dirt in your face while you're still alive, you pleading bloody murder. What a way to go out. That God opened up the ground and swallowed you up. All of you was alive when you got swallowed up. Don't play the mess with God. Huh? It don't pay to be a spectator in the house of God. Huh? 
Some folks are still ailing now because of their spectator uh, mind. Uh, and they don't know what's wrong. Listen to what it said now. Swallowed them up. They and all that pertained to them went down alive into the pit. They went in an open grave. But look what God did. And the earth closed up on them. Uh, isn't it amazing that God opened it up? They dropped in. And then God gave the commandment to the earth that the earth came and closed back up. That means you were doomed, dead, and wasn't coming back. And you went down there alive. Who's to say how far down they dropped down there alive? Who's to say what was the pit? The pit had to, if, 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 if you know anything about a pit, a pit got to have some type of fire. You mean to tell me God roasted them alive? Because they followed, and guess what? Because they followed the spectators that spoke against the man of God, that tried to override uh, uh, Aaron's position and take his priesthood. God said, oh no, I'm the one that assigned positions. Amen. So, <coughs> that wasn't all of it, y'all. It's a modicum. So, the 34th verse says, And all Israel that were round about them fled at the cry of them. For they said, Lest the earth swallow us also. Oh, you know what it's saying? All the followers. See, this here was the leaders and their families that, 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 that the ground opened up and, and swallowed them up alive. Now, guess what? Since you were the follower of Rosetta, you ain't getting away. You said you took out the running, but God is in behind you like a hound. <laughs> you fell in too close with our freedom. Inspire us. 
And God caused the earth to open up his mouth and swallow them. Oh, wow. I would have I would have wanted Lord Lord at least kill me before you swallow me up but huh but God swallowed them up alive. Can you just imagine being swallowed up in the earth alive? Did God just open up the earth and drop you in alive and then close the back up on you? You know you can't get back out. Huh? Just because you followed after, huh? What's their name? Korah. The speculator is what I was looking for. Assume everything that you said is okay with God. Calling yourself, you labeled yourself as being holy. God didn't label you that. And Moses said, God going to show you who is and who ain't. Come on, somebody. So you got to be careful. So you got you to watch them bathroom lawyers. You got to watch those behind the scenes little pastors. For they will cause you to fall out of the will of God and be consumed by God. <laughs> A lot of folks trying to get back right now because they were a little bit of pastors. And they thought God endorsed it and God didn't endorse nothing. Come on, somebody. There's always a circumstance and there's always a repercussion about what we do as saints of the Most High God. The problem that we face now is that we still think that since we done came to the church, we still can operate on our own. And that's a lie straight from hell. You cannot. If you want to operate on your own, then you need to tell God, take back your salvation because I still is my own person. Because see, you were bought with a price. You're not your own. Come on, somebody. And because you get a little knowledge, don't let a little knowledge mess you up. A little knowledge that messed up a whole lot of folks in the house of the living God because they got to the point that they thought they knew something. You don't know God. You know of God. Y'all get that one? You do not know God. You know of him. Amen. So you have to be careful how you tiptoe around God because he's very particular. And when he set an order in the house of God, he's very particular about that order. Korah went against the order of God and got their own followers, going to get their own congregation. Guess what? And that's how they met their end. Went to hell alive, and the other 250 got burned up. And it wasn't on 4th of July either. But there was a whole lot of fireworks going on. Come on, somebody. 
250 that ran and thought they had escaped God and they didn't get very far because fire fell from heaven and consumed them all. So you got to watch. You got to watch who's in your ear. You got to watch your own mouth. Because you don't want to get in trouble with God. There are consequences. Come on, somebody. And you know what? And, and you know what I liked about the whole thing was that Moses still prayed for him. He prayed for him, but he wasn't changing God's mind. When God got his mind made up concerning you, it's made up. Amen. Sammy can pray to the shirt that he got on turn green. If God got his mind made up what he going to do to you, he going to do it to you. But you know why? Because he gave you an opportunity to repent. And you chose not to. You kept on wanting to be a spectator. A speculator in your own righteous murmuring against the leadership of God. They wanted to take Aaron's priesthood. God chooses who gets what. Come on now. So watch out, Korah. Go to Matthew chapter 13. I stayed in there one moment than I wanted to, but it was good. Wasn't it good, y'all? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I can turn on both of them if you want. In the future, do like Rob, y'all. Bring you a jacket. <laughs> because it ain't going to get no better. And y'all know I'm not going to let you have me up here sweating. <sighs> They're going to do one of them changes. Matthew 13 and the verse is 36. We're on, still on the life of a speculator. Amen. Let's read 36 verse down through where we'll head towards the 43rd. Are we there? Let's read, please. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the terror of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. 
the good seeds are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things, all things that what? And them which do what? And shall cast them into a furnace of fire, thou shalt be wailing and gnashing teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who had an ear to hear, let him hear. Uh-oh. Lord, have mercy. So, here Jesus is giving you some words of wisdom. Am I right? And he said, he explained to them about the terror and the wheat. And he answered and he said, who sowed the good seed is the son of man. Jesus brought you the good word. Jesus brought you the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. The field is the world. And the good, good seeds mean the children of the kingdom and the tares is the children of the devil. So guess what? Now, the tares is sown where? Not out there in the world, but they sown in the church. They sown right beside the good seeds. So guess what? The one that is the terror in the church is the speculators. Telling you what should be done and what shouldn't be done. He ought not to do that. He ought not to say that. He ought not to, he ought not to, he ought not to. That is the terror in the church. The speculator that's trying to tear down the house of the living God. Let me tell you speculator something. You're not doing it against the man of God. You're doing it against God. And God take offense what you do against him. Did that make sense, y'all? I hope it did. So, here Jesus is explaining to them how this come about. The Lord said, I sow good seeds in the kingdom. The enemy, the devil, sowed terror. The devil got in your mind and got in your heart and had you to speak against the righteousness of God. The devil needs a carrier to sow his seeds. So he has a carrier to sow and water the terror so they grow up in the church being a speculator just like you. They call some that would have been wheat to spring up and become terror. They started out doing good, Pastor, but then they got caught up with the wrong crowd and they turned from being a wheat to being a terror. You changed sides and you decided that you was going to be on the devil's side in the house of God and put you in a bad position. 
at the end of the harvest. He might not do nothing right then, Lamont, but at the end of the harvest. It might not happen when you think it should have happened. And because it didn't happen so soon, you think everything was okay. But guess what? God writes down everything. God don't forget nothing. God knows who is who in the house of God. God knows who throwing stones in the glass house. So guess what? God knows where you sit. God knows who you are. So guess what? Don't get caught being a speculator. Because at the end of the harvest, the speculator and his followers, uh, those that were late, you need to go back and read number 16 about the speculator uh, and his followers, Korah and the followers. And you will find out what God does at the end of his anger, uh, at the end of his rope. And God said, I done came to the end of my rope fooling with you. And this is the end results. So, here we go. At the end of the harvest time, the, the terrorists, the speculators, and all his followers are gathered together and thrown in the fire. If you go back and read number 16, God opened up the earth and he sucked up Korah and, 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 and all his chief followers, all of them that was in high position, all of them that supposed to have been, uh, 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 had power to come against Moses, the ground opened them up and swallowed them up whole and alive. And the 250 that tried to escape, God sent fire from heaven and got them too. You need to watch the outside influence. You know what? It's bad when God done brought you in the truth and you go out there and get outside influence about what ought to be going on in the house of God. Huh? You have to actually look at yourself and say, how stupid can I be? That God brought me in the truth and I'm going to let some outside influence tell me how I ought to react at the house that God put me in? Girl, I wouldn't take that. First of all, what you going out there taking the church beaters out to the outside in the first place? You going and taking the food of God and going and feeding it to the dogs. And then you come back with a bone. And about to get it crossed up in your throat. Come on now. We are in a time now that we don't have laws to
get up now. <laughs> I'm telling you what I know. Yes, sir. Amen. And guess what? Sometimes it might take you days. It ain't no five-minute job. You better hope that grace and mercy keep you for them three or five days that God have you laboring before him before he say a word. We get down on one knee and come up on the other thinking that God can hurt us. Baby, you better wait till you hear the voice of the Lord. Don't assume nothing. Five minute prayer, they don't do no more get you in hell. I pray. Well, what did God say? You did the talking, but what did God say? Hmm. You know what? That's because we take God for granted. And it's time out in these last days that we cannot take God for granted. He is not your puppy on a string. Come on, somebody. He's not your lollipop that you lick every now and then. So watch your outside influence. Watch what you allow people to feed you. Don't you be gullible to every wind and doctrine that blows your way. At the end of the age, the heavenly host will gather all offenders. Wow, ain't that amazing? That God going to send his angels and he's going to gather all offenders and all iniquity workers. Stand up a minute, Lamont. I need you right quick. You ain't too old to get up out that chair. <laughs> when God comes, it don't make no difference how fast the money is and how good I can have it. Come on, God don't know who you have behind. He know where you look at your mouth. He'll use the money and snatch you right up behind it. And the money said, I know Pete was behind me. Yeah, he came and snatched up the deal of offenders, he knows where you sit. He knows where to find you. And when they come, they don't make no mistakes. God is accurate. Do y'all hear me? Amen. Robert, I mean, if you were the offender and died and was in the grave, if God decided to tell the angel, he offended me too much. Go and snatch him up out that ground. I need him again. Because guess what? God can do what he wants to do. So don't think that dying gets you away because it don't. I heard uh, back in the old days, the old fellow said, boy, get all what you can get. Because when you dead, you dead and ain't no coming back. I found out that that's a lie because God said he going to wake up everybody. When the end time come, when the harvest time come, everybody
somebody got to get up and go and face the king. Dead or alive, you got to rise. Wow. So you mean don't nobody get away? So that means that because you died early, that means that you escaped. You don't escape judgment. Hmm. Boy. Woo. That means you got to get our stuff together before we go to the grave. Huh? Because it's a true fact the way a tree falls, that's the way it lay. You can't repent in the grave. Come on, somebody. There will be no lookalike that make it into heaven. You can look like a saint. You can dress like you're sanctified. But if you ain't sanctified, you're going to be a lookalike and God going to spot you right off. You know how he's going to spot you right off? Because you're going to have terror written all over you. And the angel gonna say, Lord, look at it. You think he's sneaking by, don't he? Lord, I said, yeah, I know it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Absolutely. And then, why you, yeah, and while you're on your deathbed, you still got to wait till you hear from God. Because you dying don't mean that God accept what you said unless God came and told you I accept it. Huh? And guess what? You could, you weren't able to return to turn from your sin because you were dying. You were dying in your sin. So how did you turn from them? Huh? You didn't turn from your sin. You dying in your sin. Now you want God to give you special treatment. God said, what I said to one, I said to all. Opportunity to be saved. Nobody died without an opportunity to be saved. Somewhere down the line, God gave you an opportunity to know truth. And so many have rejected truth behind traditions. I ain't found nowhere in the scripture where it said that tradition is going to save you. Tradition didn't save Israel. They still fell out with God. Come on now. Talking about what their forefathers knew. But what do you know? What kind of relationship you going to have with him? It's going to be based on individual relationship. Every man, like Pastor been told many times, every man going to have to stand on his own bottom. Or every tub going to have to stand on his own bottom. Huh? Wow. Ain't no point in Coco looking for Mother Lassa to reach down and pull her up. It ain't happening. Come on now. We'll wind up being like the rich man and Lazarus sitting in the bosom of Abraham. 
wish I woulda, coulda, but I can't. Now I need somebody to deliver me out of this pit. Deliver me out of this fire. Come on, somebody. Well, let's go to Romans chapter 3. Here is a key to all believers. God has called us together as a unit, as a oneness. When he finds there is two ways that has been created out of his one way, God gets offended. God gets offended. The work of God don't go on like it should. The anointing don't destroy your yoke like it should. Healing don't take place like it should. You don't see the glory of God like you should. Because what? A divided house. Too many speculators knowing too much and don't know nothing. Best thing you can do when God is speaking through the man of God, and you know what that is? Shut your mouth. Mummering so it can keep you out of trouble. Do y'all hear me? Romans chapter 3, verses 9. Through 20, headed that direction. Let's read them, please. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proven both Jews and Gentiles. They are all under sin as it is written. There is none righteous. So don't get caught up in your stinking righteousness. Don't you look at the Jews because they fail to obey God and you do the same. So you don't have any room to point fingers at another nation nor another person when you're doing the same thing. The Bible says there is none that understand it. There is none that seek it out. You not running after God to find out what God said. You going about what you think you know. Hmm. You may know of God, but you don't know God. Come on, somebody. So get out of what you think you know. And try to find out what God is saying. And what he's willing to reveal unto you. Because guess what? It's got to be revealed. And guess who he revealed it to first? Somebody tell me. I'm glad you know. 
He ain't stopping by your house first before he get to the house of God. Oh, but a speculator will say, the Lord came by and spoke to me today. Huh? And he said that something just ain't right. Y'all hear me? Huh? I get it downstairs. I know that for a fact. Now, that was me. <laughs> Be well. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to ask God to endorse it. <laughs> should go. So what happens? They are all gone out of the way. They are, are all, they are together become unprofitable. And listen what it said now. It said T-H-E-Y. It wasn't just a speculator, but it was the followers too. So they all became unprofitable. There's none that do it good, no, not one. What did he say about your throat? Their throats is what? And with their tongues they do what? And the poison of what? You snake. The scripture said you got the spirit of a snake with venom in your lips. And the 14th verse says, 
own mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Man, catch you right. Some four-letter words will pop up so quick you won't be able to pull them back in time. Whoops, didn't mean that one. Huh? Their feet are swift. Huh? A speculator don't care who he kill. He don't care how he drag your name down. He just make himself look right. Destruction and misery are in their way. And the way of peace have they... Have you never, have you ever noticed? Did you ever find a spectator? Did you ever realize that you see one? You would find, you would see that they ain't got no joy. They ain't got no peace. And everything that they talk about is a complaint. How the world can you complain and talk and then think you're going to get a shower? was in that word. Because there's one thing that God ain't going to do. He ain't going to let you override the man of God. Huh? If the man of God has been offensive to God, God's going to deal with him separate from the congregation. You know what I mean? So watch how you said what the Lord told When God dealt with Moses, he always told Moses, separate yourself from the congregation. Because yeah. God deal with the man of God by himself. And the man of God has to come back and deal with you as a congregation. That's why you can't allow yourself to get in your feeling because the God tells a man of God to deal with the people as a congregation, not as an individual. And when you get caught up in your individual feelings, you got a little man sitting on your shoulder. Got you acting a fool. The way of peace they have, they don't know. There's no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law said is said to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped 
and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. You ain't going to be justified by your mouth. And God said that your mouth got to be stopped. And when God said that your mouth got to be stopped, it ain't that the man of God has got to go and put his hands over your mouth or say something to make you shut up. God's going to make you shut up. Because God's going to bring something on you that you got to shut up. You got to hear what I'm saying? That's the thing that God takes care of his own self. And, and, and we don't want to get in that position to where God has to step down off the ground. Sir? in the time that we're living in now. 